with Tracy in LA. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to my new podcast, Dance Journey. Um, my name is Tracy. I take a lot of dance classes in LA, and I'm making this podcast to share my own dance journey, and then I want to interview other dancers about their dance journeys. Um, currently, I'm still house-sitting watching my favorite cat, Neptune, who is walking around right now. You might end up seeing him. We'll see what happens. Um, I actually just recorded episode five, um, and now I'm recording episode six because I'm just trying to get it all done. So the last episode, I talked about dancing during the pandemic, and this episode, I'm going to talk about dancing or not dancing during my injury. So I had been dancing during the pandemic for like a year or so, um, mostly taking dance classes virtually through New York, through Broadway Dance Center, taking tons of classes like 10 classes a week, working especially with um, contemporary teacher Eric Campros, working privately with him. I was practicing on my own a ton because I had so much extra time um, with not working at the office very much. I think I was starting to work at the office two days a week, but I had so much free time. So I was just taking dance class, working on my own dancing on my own. And I also just am like on a floor at my house that's not a, not a sprung floor and I'm not wearing shoes. Like I'm often in my bare feet. I'm not turning in my bare feet because I actually always use shoes to turn because I don't, I don't have the calluses built. But just like doing balances and things in bare feet and doing jumps in bare feet. And then I think I was wearing half soles for the turns and stuff, but I was just practicing turns like over and over and over for like hours, like like I have to get like five clean doubles, you know, before I go to sleep, like just kind of crazy goals. Like I didn't really realize like, oh, I could just practice like a short amount each day and still get better. I was like, no, I have to get a triple by tomorrow or I have to like, and I would get like aggravated about it and like, like overly push myself to the point where I was like, getting worse because I was just like so angry and like kept practicing. Um, And so basically I wasn't giving myself enough rest. I wasn't taking rest days because I didn't know that was like a thing that was really needed. And so what happened was I woke up one day and my left, my big toe on my left foot was hurting pretty bad and I couldn't like go on Releve on it or go on it at all. It was like I couldn't put any pressure. I couldn't even really like walk on it. And I was like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? So my immediate go-to was like, okay, I just need to take a few days off of dance. I just need to like rest it for a few days, which I did not want to do because I didn't even want to take like one day off of dance, you know. But sometime before that, before the pandemic, I I did have a little problem with my hip flexor once and I kept trying to dance through it. But it was like getting worse and worse until my basic jazz teacher, Chelsea Mishner, was like, Tracy, I'm going to tell you something, but you're not going to want to hear it. And I was like, what? And she's like, you should take like a week off dance. You should just completely not do any dance and not do any type of working out to try to heal like your hip flexor because I think it's just going to get worse and you don't want to be out for like six months. So I think if you take a week and just completely rest it, like it will probably get better. And she was totally right. I took a whole week, which was hard for me to do. And I was like literally completely fine after that. And I learned some stretches to do. Um, and certain types of foam rolling to help my hip flexors after that and really never had problems after that. So even though I was scared about my toe, I was like, okay, I've been, I've been here before. I'll just take a few days off and it will be fine. So I took a few days off and that was hard for me, but I did it. And then I went to, um, I, I took a couple of online classes after that, 
you know, and I was so happy to like go back to them too. But during the classes, it was hurting. And I was like, oh no, it does not feel good. And I was even like wearing sneakers to try to make it better. I think they were like, I think it was like a musical theater class and a hip hop class or something. And it was not feeling good during those classes. And I was like, okay, I don't think I can come back to class yet. I remember telling Eric that I tried the two classes and he was like, why did you try two classes? Why didn't you just go to one class? Like, I was just like, oh, I'm used to taking like three to five classes a day. Like I, I need to go back to class, you know, but I realized it was kind of maybe kind of more serious. So I was okay. I need to take like a whole week off. I need to take a week off. So I was my own version of Chelsea to myself. And I was like, Tracy, you cannot dance for a week. Don't do anything for a week. Just completely rest because you need this toe to heal. Like you need it to heal. So I didn't do anything for a week. Um, And I might be getting the timeline wrong on this. But at some point, I don't know if it was right after this week or if it was some other point in the beginning of this injury. But I remember some classes in LA were starting to go back in person a little bit. And me and Annalise, my roommate, who also liked to dance, we took Aokai's beginner hip hop class at Athletic Garage, which is a studio in Pasadena that was close to our house. And we decided to like try this class. I'm like, well, it's beginner hip hop. If I just like modify a little bit, my toll will probably be fine. Like I felt like it wasn't that bad anymore or something. So we went to that class. I had so much fun. It was actually my first experience of a teacher of seeing a class where everybody puts their phones and their video cameras like in the front of the room at the end of class like on the mirror. I had never seen anything like that before the pandemic. We never took videos in classes like at least not at Edge and like not in my ballet studio. Like we never did anything like that. I also wasn't on social media. So for those of you that don't know, I wasn't on social media for 10 years until like six months ago, which one of my friends says I'm like making up for lost time because I post so much now. <laughs> but um, I used to love social media 10 years ago and then I got off of it. So anyway, and now here I am again, loving it again. But um, yeah, so I thought that was so fascinating that the teacher was like, if you want to film this one, put your cameras up here. So like we all did that. And I mean, I thought it was cool. I was just like, oh, I'm not used to this. This is interesting. So I really enjoyed the class, thought it was cool that we videoed it. And then I remember I went home that night and tried to do more dancing in my room because, you know, I was a psychopath. So I was like doing releves and balances because I was just so excited. I don't know. I like love being on my toes and I'm like, oh, I can do it again. And I felt like I could do it. Like my toe was allowing me to do it. So I was like, oh, this is great. I think I'm like getting better. So I remember I was working in the office the next day at work. So I packed my dance bag and signed up for some sort of dance class that was near my work afterwards. It might've been a hip hop class. I don't remember, but I remember I was at work at the office the next day and my feet hurt so bad. I It was either my one foot or both my feet. I can't remember the timeline of when my other foot started hurting, but like my foot hurt so much. And I felt really sad because I was like, oh man, like I'm still not healed. And I just knew it wasn't a good idea to like go to that dance class. And I was just like, oh, I already paid for it and everything. But I can't remember if I canceled in time to get my money back, but I was just like, it doesn't matter. Like I have to cancel it because I can't like make this worse. So at that point I had started realizing like, okay, something's seriously wrong. Like I obviously need to go to the doctor. I think I wanted to go to a podiatrist, like a foot doctor, but I think this foot doctor I called was like going to take too long for me to get into him. And so somehow I ended up going to a chiropractor. I don't know how that happened. 
Um, I think I had been to him before because I had a back issue and he helped me like very quickly with it. And this chiropractor's office, they told me that he like specialized in feet or something. So I was like, I just needed someone to help me know what to do and tell me what was wrong with me. It wasn't like I needed like surgery or something specific. I just needed someone to be like, oh, this is what's happening and like this is what you should do. So I felt like a chiropractor knows bodies and this one like specializes in feet. So it should be fine. I was able to get into him like really quickly. So I think that's why I did it. I don't remember. But he didn't really know what was wrong. He felt like he said he wanted to treat it like it was a stubbed toe because that's what some of the symptoms were of it or something. And so I don't know. He told me to rest it, but then he told me to try to do some of these like physical therapy exercises. I think he had me like buy this little ball and like gave me some exercises to do with that. I don't think he had me do the exercises right away, but I think I saw him like a few times. And then I did end up seeing a podiatrist. Um, and I think the podiatrist is the one that told me to completely rest it. Like don't do anything, just completely rest it. And I remember asking him like, well, the chiropractor told me I should like move it a little bit or I should do some of these exercises. And and I was like, so what's better? Like you're saying this and he's saying that. And he was like, well, we just come from different schools of thought. And we would say, like a doctor would say, like completely rest it, just completely rest it. And I was like, okay. And like he seemed like, you know, the one that would know more what he was talking about. So I did completely rest it. And I think – I might have still been working privately with Eric a little bit because he was so gracious to like make up choreography for me where I wasn't really on my foot or making up choreography where I was on the floor or he was encouraging me to make up my own choreography and then he would like help me tweak it and help me make it better. So I was still working with him for a bit because I just like, I just couldn't give, it was so hard to give up dance. It was just hard to give up my lessons with Eric. It was hard to give up dance. And I was trying to like work around my injury like so hard. I was just like, how can I do this? But eventually like I don't think I was working with Eric as much. I I think he got busy with traveling and also my money was getting lower. <laughs> like my dance budget was not as big as it was before. And because I was starting to drive to work again and everything and Um, and my foot wasn't good. So I think I was working with him less frequently. I do remember going on YouTube and trying to learn how to do tutting because I'm like, well, that's just with your hands. Like I can move my hands. So I'm just going to sit on the floor and like do stuff with my arms and hands. Like I was really trying to figure out something, but I was trying to like completely rest my feet and my legs. And for some reason, I felt like I needed to rest all of it. So even though it was just a problem in one of my feet, I was resting both my feet like completely except for like when I was at work. But in my sneakers and I would at work if I walked too much it would start hurting if I sat too much and then got up it would be hurting so I kind of had to do this like balance of like sit for a certain amount of time walk for a certain amount of time it was kind of confusing and definitely like my foot would hurt the most like when I first woke up so it seemed like the rest it was like I was supposed to rest it but then it also seemed like it was like getting worse from that I was kind of confused so um I don't know exactly what happened, but I ended up seeing a lot of different doctors because people were telling me different things and it didn't seem like I was getting better and I was getting kind of confused because they were saying it should heal in like six weeks or six to eight weeks, but then it like wasn't. I still had all this pain and I had rested both of my feet and my legs for so long, like going from 10 classes a day plus 
or 10 classes a day, 10 classes a week, plus um, practicing on my own all the time, not taking a day off for like over a year to like doing nothing. I think my body just like freaked out or something. And all of a sudden I started getting like multiple other injuries. Like I started with my one big toe, which by the way, I did find out was a toe fracture because I did end up getting an x-ray from a different foot doctor and it was a fracture in my toe. But that was sort of healing. But in the midst of that healing, I got I developed all these other problems. Like all of a sudden, both my feet were hurting all the time. And it was maybe like plantar fasciitis, but then also like all of my toes and both feet on the same day, which is so weird to me, all of a sudden got these dark like circles on all of my knuckles on all of my toes on both feet. So it was like these bruise. It kind of looked like bruises on all of my toe knuckles. And then underneath all of my toes, it kind of felt like this hard ball, like a rock. It, they felt my toes felt so weird I was like what is wrong with my toes and I remember asking a doctor about that and they said they didn't really know but it might be like arthritis and I was like oh my gosh what arthritis like I don't think that heals and like oh my gosh so it's like what now all of a sudden I have arthritis and then um I went to a physical therapist who told me I had tendonitis in my legs and then I also got more x-rays where they saw that I had stress reactions on the tops of both my feet, which I guess are like pre-stress fractures. And it was like I just developed all of these injuries everywhere. And I was like, what is happening? Like it was very depressing. It was like the more doctors I saw and things, it was just like it just kind of felt like things were getting worse. Um, but I was working with this one physical therapist who I liked a lot and she was a dancer physical therapist and she was giving me like really good, like deep tissue massage to help with the tendonitis. She also was just like talking me through everything. It felt like actual therapy, like mental therapy, because we would just like talk while she was like working on my leg and like, um, and she knew how it felt. She was also a dancer and um, she worked with dancers, so she knew like kind of the mental, emotional stress of everything. So just I think being able to talk to her every week and have her work on my body was like really helpful. And then we would practice little things with releves a little bit. And um, she was great. I really liked working with her. Um, and I think it was around – so I, I did think like maybe I'm healing a little bit, but it just was like – I never went in to see her and was like, oh, I, I'm so much better this week. Like I remember every week she'd be like, how is it going? And I'd be like, well, like this little thing might be better, but like this little thing kind of feels worse. Like I just didn't really feel like I was getting better and I wanted to be. But I remember um, it was Christmas time of 2021 and I did have – a private lesson planned with Eric. So I don't think we were doing it all the time anymore, but um, we did plan for like this special lesson and it was choreography that I made up that he was going to help me with and he was going to do warm up with me and everything. Um, and it was mostly on the floor because I was like, I can only dance on the floor, da, da, da. And so we had that planned, but the day before that, I was I got back my MRI results. So I did end up getting an MRI and my foot doctor called me that day and I thought, okay, at this point, I did think I was getting a little bit better, which is why I was like excited to do the lesson with Eric. I'm like, 
I'm like, you know, it's still bad, but like, I think it is getting like a little bit better. And I was excited to hear the results from the MRI because I was like, I think, I think it's going to show that like, it's probably going to show that I'm getting better. Like probably the fracture is gone and, you know, probably these other things like aren't really that big of a deal anymore. Um, but I remember that doctor called me on the phone and he just like had the worst news for me. Like he said that the results were pretty bad. He said, this is when I found out that I had stress reactions on the tops of both of my feet. And it was like, I don't know. I don't remember exactly what it said, but it was like a six stress reactions or just like all the things that showed up on my feet. He said it looked so bad. Like, I don't know if bad was the word he used, but he was basically like, I don't even know like how you're walking with all of this going on in your feet. And I was just like, wait, what? Like, because I felt like my walking had gotten a little bit better and I thought I was going to get back to dance soon. And I was like, wait, he doesn't even think I should be walking. And I just remember like I got off the phone and I was, I just bawled my eyes out. I was so sad. And at this point had been quite a few months of like not really dancing and resting my feet and blah, blah, blah. And like, oh, I was just like devastated. Like what is happening? And, um, I kept feeling like God was like taking dance away from me or like that he might be like that this wasn't for me anymore. But I kept praying like, God, if you want to take dance away from me, can you also take the desire to dance away from me? Because, you know, I used to want to be an actress and that was a strong desire, but then I felt God leading me in a different direction. So I gave up acting, but I didn't really have a strong desire to do it anymore. So it was fine. So I was like, God, if you don't want me to dance, like just give me a different desire. Like if I don't want to do it anymore, then that would be fine. But like, I still really want to do it and have this strong desire and like I don't understand what's happening, you know. So um, I remember telling Eric what the doctor said because I didn't want to tell him because I'm like he's going to want to cancel the lesson. But I wanted to be honest with him, you know. So there's this noise happening. I don't know what's going on. Weird. Anyways, um, so I was honest with Eric and – he was like, okay, well, he felt really bad. And I remember he called me on the phone and was like trying to encourage me. And he was being like so nice. But he was also like, okay, I don't think we should do the lesson tomorrow because like if that's what the doctor said, you should like listen to the doctor and blah, blah, blah. So I was like, no, let's just do it. Like I'm going to do it on the floor, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, he was like, Tracy, come on, like just let's wait it out, like see how it goes and go back to the doctor. And like when it's getting better, we'll do lessons again. And I was like, oh my gosh. So yeah, we get, we didn't do the lesson. I felt really sad about it. Um, but I kept like Googling things. Like he did – I did call the foot doctor back and I asked for a copy of the MRI results, which I'm really glad I did that because then I read through all of them and like it – I mean it was confusing because there was tons of terminology that I like didn't know. But some of it I was like, this doesn't actually seem as bad as he was making it sound. Like, is it really that bad? So I remember sending a copy of it to my physical therapist and she was so nice to just like read it. Like she's not trained in reading MRI results, but she was reading it. And she's like, I don't know, Tracy. Like she was kind of giving – she's like, this is just my personal opinion, but like this doesn't seem like everything that he was seeing. Like so that was kind of interesting and then when I was Googling just to try to find another yet another doctor to go to, um, I found that Cedars-Sinai had, had a dance medicine department, and it was run by this USC professor. Her name is Margot Apostolis. I'm looking at this because I don't really know how to say her last name, but her name was Margot. 
And I got her email through this website and I basically emailed her my story and was just like, I don't know if you guys can help me in the dance medicine department. Like, cause it seemed like she was in charge of it. She wasn't a doctor, but she was like a professor of dance or something. And she, she was the head of the dance medicine department or she worked with them or something like that. So I wrote her this long email and literally she called me on the phone within like a day. It was so crazy. She called me on the phone and talked to me on the phone for like 30 minutes or 45 minutes. It was crazy. Like this person that does not know me and I got to share with her like everything that was going on. I got to process it with her and she like was an older person who was a dancer and worked with dancers and she gave me like so much good advice and she was such a good listener and encouraged me so much. And she told me like, yeah, there's this orthopedic surgeon in the dance medicine department that like is really smart and it's kind of hard to get into him. Like it takes a long time, but you should see him because he like, he's like, no, will probably know like what's going on and can figure it out. So I went so I basically like tried to schedule an appointment with that doctor the orthopedic surgeon but it was like gonna be a couple months wait time or something so I'm in the middle of like waiting for that and then meanwhile I'm still working with a physical therapist I'm still like I still feel like maybe it's not that bad and maybe it is getting better um But every morning I would wake up with so much pain in my feet. I would still have a lot of pain when I was walking at work. So it was still confusing. Um, But I remember Eric was coming into town that February. So it was February of 2022. And he was coming to LA or coming to California for like his own, I don't know, personal reason. He has family out here and also like he might have been teaching or something. Um, and so I remember like asking him if we could do a private lesson when he comes in February, or I think even when he canceled my lesson in over around Christmas, he was like, well, I'll teach you when I come out in February in person. It'll be like really great. So he still agreed to do that, even though I wasn't totally healed, but I was like, I'm just going to wear sneakers. Let's do choreography. That's like more on the floor. I can't really do real turns or anything, but, um, or like go on my toes, but like, let's try to do something. So I remember he came out. It was like the best thing ever. I rented a studio at Athletic Garage and he taught me there for two hours and it was awesome. Like I just had like the best time. He made up choreography specifically for me and like it was amazing to work with him in person because I'd been working with him for over a year but like never in person. I had never met him. And so even though I wasn't fully healed, it was just like such a great night. It was also just so great just to be able to dance like in a studio It was just amazing. So that was a great night. And then the next day I had an appointment with a doctor, another foot doctor, because I think I was waiting for the orthopedic surgeon appointment, but it was such a far way away that like I made an appointment with another foot doctor to try to read my MRI results because I was like, I need someone else to read these because this other guy like doesn't know, like, I don't think he knows what he's talking about. So saw this other foot doctor in Santa Monica and I remember he looked at the MRI results and he was like, I don't really think this is a big deal. I don't know. He didn't really give me a lot of info. He just said like, he thinks I'm fine and I can just go to dance. He was like, you could just go to dance. Like this, these MRI results are like pretty normal. Like this isn't anything crazy. So that was like weird that that's what he said. And so I don't know. I was confused about it, but I remember like texting Eric and being like, 
the doctor said that I could like the doctor said I can dance now. He's like, really? That's awesome. So, you know, he obviously very much valued like what the doctor said, which we should do. But it was also confusing because they were all saying different things. But I was like um, telling him that. And he's like, "Okay, great. And then I was like, yeah, can we start the virtual lessons again? Because I can dance now, whatever. So I know we did another virtual lesson like really shortly after that. And then another thing I did, and I'm not sure if I'm getting the timeline messed up on this, but I rented out athletic garage a room at athletic garage for just for myself because I was like I don't know if I can really go back to like a dance class right now but I will I'm just going to try to go to a studio and like just dance on my own just do you know do the type of dance I can do right now with my foot like this with my feet like this so I did that but being in that room with like my favorite music blasting like it was just amazing and I danced my heart out I danced so much I think I even did like cartwheels like I was going crazy having a whole dance studio to myself and just doing anything I wanted. So I actually think it was probably worse than taking a class because I just actually probably put so much weight. I think I started doing turns in my sneakers, but I was doing everything because I was like, I think I can do it. Like, I feel fine. And I remember coming back home to my roommate, um, which at this point I think was my roommate, Melissa. So Annalise moved out at some point because she got married and we already got like another roommate who was also a dancer. And I remember just like talking about how it had the best time at the studio and I want to start renting it maybe like every week or once a month or something like and keep doing this because it was like such an amazing feeling and this is how I'm going to get better at dance is just working on stuff on my own. Um, so I felt amazing that day. So it was great. Like the doctor had good news for me. I was still doing virtual lessons with Eric. I did this like my own dancing on my own. But then the next day I woke up from that and I was in so much pain. My feet hurt so much. And I was like, oh my gosh, like something is still wrong with me and I don't know what it is. And like, oh, it was just like really, really frustrating. So I did end up going back. I did end up having the appointment with the orthopedic surgeon sometime after that. And I remember like, it was kind of funny. I met Margot in person first because she wanted to meet with me before my appointment because we had kept in touch through email and stuff. And she was so encouraging to me and we had like the best conversation. Um, and she was showing me the physical therapy room at this like center. And I remember she was introducing me to people as like, this is Tracy. She's a beautiful dancer. And like, she'd never saw my dancing ever. <laughs> she was just so like automatically encouraging about me. And like, um, I don't know. I love talking with her. I got to share like more of my story with her in person. It was like such a great meeting to talk with her. And then it was time for my appointment with the orthopedic surgeon and wow, that was like a completely different experience for me, like than talking with her. He, I'm sure he was very smart, but he was very like, I don't know the word I want to use, but like he did see my MRI results and he was like, this is nothing. Like there's nothing wrong with you. He was like stress reactions on a dancer's feet. It's like saying someone has like a freckle on their face. It's like every dancer has stress reactions on their feet. Like, I mean, he was a surgeon that worked with dancers. So he obviously like saw dancers, x-rays and MRIs like more than maybe another doctor did. So, um, he told me nothing was wrong with me. He had me do some like plies and like releves in front of him and he was like nothing like 
you're fine. Like nothing's wrong with you. Like you can just go to dance. He's like, he was like, what do you want me to do? Like, I can't do surgery on these feet. Like, is that, what do you want me to do? And I was just like, kind of like annoyed. Cause I'm like, I didn't come here for you to do surgery on my feet. I came here because this is a dance medicine department. And literally every doctor has told me something different. I have no idea what's wrong with me. And I just want someone to be able to tell me what the heck is wrong with my feet or my body. And he also looked at my toes with like all the dark circles and he was just like, I was asking him about that. He's like, he's like, I don't know what that is. Nobody's going to know what that is. That's what he said. He's like, it might be arthritis. Nobody's going to know though. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> like, I was trying not to be annoyed because I was like, well, he told me just to go back to dance. So I guess it's fine. Like, you know, and so I don't know. I tried to leave in good spirits and be like, well, he said it was fine. So I guess I'm fine. So I started, I think that's when I started going to, Chelsea had like a basic jazz class again, not the same one she had at Edge, but she was teaching another one that was kind of similar. And I talked to her about like taking her class, but but wearing sneakers and like, I might have to modify some things. And she was like, of course, you know, like whatever you want to do, like just come if you, if you think you can. So I started going to that a little bit. Um, but I was still having pain and, and I would modify stuff in the class, but then I would have a lot of pain the next day. And the next morning when I woke up, I would have a lot of pain and I was still having pain even just for walking. And I was like, well, if I have pain while I'm walking, how can how can I be dancing? Like this doesn't make any sense. And so I was just getting like really depressed and confused. So I had like tried her class a little bit, but then I had told her like, I don't think I can do this class anymore. I think I have to rest it again. Like, I don't know. And of course I'm still talking to the physical therapist and I was just getting more and more depressed. Honestly, I was just feeling like this isn't going to work. Like I'm not, I don't know like if I'm going to ever get healed. Um, at some point, at one point, I was feeling so sad about it and I was like, I really want to do something with dance, but obviously like I can't dance, like I'm not getting healed. Um, so maybe I can do something else with dance or like help other dancers or something. And so I actually remember I applied for this position at a dance talent agency. I, I won't say which one it was, but it was a good one. And I applied online oh my gosh I I did like this whole test on indeed this like quiz or this like test they had you do to see like how your mind worked with like administrative work and I wrote this whole cover letter I applied on indeed and I went straight to their website and sent them an email and applied I remember I was up to like five in the morning just like applying for this job because it wasn't an agent job it was like an admin assistant type of job but it could could transition into being a dance agent within like a couple years or something it seemed like so and it said they had competitive pay and it didn't say what the pay was and so I was just like maybe this is for me that would be so cool to be able to have like clients that are dancers and like help them if like I can't do anything with dance then then this is maybe what's for me so I remember putting all this effort into it and staying up all night but I did it just in like one night and the next morning I had an email back from them and like an interview like that day like they set up an interview for me and they even set it up for me like after work uh, so I didn't even have to like try to figure out how to do the interview around my job or anything. So that was really crazy. And I went to the interview and I was so nervous and like three of them interviewed me on this like panel and I had like my resume printed out and everything and I like passed it out to everybody and 
surprisingly, the interview went really well. I don't know if I should say surprisingly. Like, I love dance, and I'm also very good at admin work. So really, that job was kind of perfect for me. (laughs) And I was able to just, like, share all my passion about dance. And, you know, I had said that, like, I got injured, so I can't really dance anymore, but I just want to be in the dance field. And they, like, loved that story and actually went, like, really well. But I was asking different questions about the schedule and different things just to make sure, like, this would be a job I would really want. And even though it was an awesome interview and they were really nice, when I left, there was just some things I was like, I don't know. I actually don't know if this is, like, the job for me. Also, it seemed like it might pay less than my current job, um, which eventually, if I became an agent, might pay more than my current job. But it wouldn't start that way. So it was kind of a big deal to take a job for like less money. So I was praying about it more and thinking about it more. And I felt like God, again, you guys are going to think I'm crazy because I feel like God speaks to me, but I felt like God was kind of saying to me or like showing me in my head through a thought. I felt like he was saying like, don't take that job because you're going to dance again. And if you take that job, like you're not going to have time to dance because The hours were a little bit random. You might have to stay late some days. It wasn't like a set schedule where I could like do dance classes around it very easily. And, but I was like praying about it and I was like, but God, like I can't dance. So who cares? And I felt like he was saying, you are going to dance. And so don't take that job. And so I didn't take the job. I turned it down. They didn't officially offer it to me, but I was pretty sure they were going to. They like emailed me the next day and were asking about like, I think we were talking about pay or something. And I was like, you know what? I thought about it more and like I think this is not actually like what I'm looking for right now. And so it was kind of sad to like do that after all of that that I did and the interview was so good. But then I just like turned it down. Um, But it's crazy because I am really glad I turned it down because – so this is the other thing, speaking of God and prayer – Um, the other thing I hadn't mentioned yet is I had been leading this Bible study at my house every Wednesday with these ladies from my church. It was like these four, I think it was like four ladies that always came consistent most of the time. And, um, we would pray for each other at the end of the Bible study. We would talk about this, the the sermon on Sunday. We would like discuss it and how it applies to our lives. And then we would like ask for prayer requests and pray for each other at the end each week. And I always had them pray for my feet like every single week. I mean, it was like months of meeting with these ladies and they always prayed for my feet at the end. And I remember even when I was getting down about it and like I'm never going to get healed and they would all just pray so much for my feet. I remember like they prayed a lot for my feet and then the leader of the group, they were done praying for my feet and then we were kind of chatting afterwards and then she goes to me, I think we just need to pray for your feet again. I think we need to do it again. And so everyone got so into it. I think they were all like touching my feet and like she wanted to pray for my feet even longer. I was like, okay, I guess like, hey, I'll take it, you know? So they were always praying for my feet whenever my faith was down about it. Like it's like they still had faith about it and they were still praying and they were like really invested in my story of like getting back to dance. And so that they were so encouraging, were really my support system during that time. Um And I also remember going up at church. Um, So like my church has a prayer team. I'm actually on the prayer team now, but they would have a prayer team at the end of the service on Sundays where you could go up and like ask for prayer for anything and they would pray for you specifically for something. And I remember going up at least once, maybe more than once where I asked for prayer for my feet. So they also prayed for me there. And then I also had this friend, Katie, well still have a friend, Katie. 
And she was also believing for healing for something in her life. And I was believing in healing for my feet. So we started calling each other on the phone every week in the morning on my drive to work to basically pray for each other's healing for these things. And we were doing that every week consistently. Taught We would chat about our lives and updates about our lives and then pray for each other for like an hour or so, once a week, every week for quite a few months. Well, actually, we still do it now. So it's been like a couple of years now or something. Um, but we started doing that. So she was praying for my feet. We were praying for my feet every single week. So just want to put that out there as well. I also was um, reading different books that were kind of helping me. So I felt like God kind of showed me through different people or through things I came across on the internet, different books to read that were helping me. So I think Katie, my friend that I talked to on the phone, actually told me about this one. But it's called – it's a book that's called The Way Out. It's There's an app as well that she was telling me about. And it was a – it's basically deals with chronic pain and like um, the mentality that's sometimes linked with chronic pain. And so reading this book, The Way Out, I don't remember the author off the top of my head, but it's called The Way Out, I think. Um, I didn't agree with every single thing in the book, but there was a lot of good stuff in the book about just like training your brain in different ways, because even though the pain really is real, it's like legitimate pain, but our brain is very connected to pain. So sometimes we get stuck in these chronic pain things because our brain is stuck in a certain way. So sometimes thinking about something differently or doing these different types of um, exercises like mental exercises can actually help our pain. So I learned a lot from that book. I wouldn't mind reading that again, actually, but um, I read that book. I also read, um, and it helped me a little bit in some ways. And then I read this graphic novel called Tiny Dancer, which is about, it's like an, I think it was like an autobiographical novel about a dancer that got injured and kind of like what happened to her. I don't even think she ever fully healed from her injury, but it was a really interesting book book and I found it in the kids section of Romans which is this cool bookstore in Pasadena I was just like walking around the bookstore and I came across this book in the kids section called Tiny Dancer and I was like what is this and I was like looking at it and the pictures were really cool and I was like I read what it was about I'm like oh my gosh this person gets injured like I want to read this so I bought it and that that book didn't help me in any like practical way but like it kind of helped me emotionally to like read her process and like what she went through so if you're looking for a book to kind of help you process emotionally through an a dance injury, I would definitely recommend this book called Tiny Dancer. It's a graphic novel. You can also just get it on Amazon. Um, and then there was this other book I came across called um, A Body of Work. It was by David Hallberg, which I didn't know who he was before I read the book, but he's a professional ballet dancer, actually like a huge ballet dancer in the ballet world. And he dealt with a really serious foot injury. Um, and I was reading the reviews of the book online because it's like a book about his life and how he started in dance and all the ballet stuff he did and everything. Um, and the reviews were really good about the book. But one one of the reviews, the guy was like, the person reviewing was like, um, love the book, such a good story, except when he gets into all the detail about all his physical therapy. It's like too many details. It gets kind of boring. And I was like, too many details about physical therapy. That sounds amazing. That's perfect. That's exactly what I mean. <laughs> so I totally bought that book right away and I ordered it online. It was a big, it was like over 400 pages long, but I ordered it online and I was about to go on this trip to Austin, Texas. One of my good friends, Jess, lives in Texas. And I just like, I guess I just planned this vacation to see her. I don't know like why if it was for any specific reason, but um, I just went out there. 
um, to hang out with her and see her. And normally we would do like more activities together, like maybe go on hikes or go swimming. But I literally was like, I can't even do these activities because like my foot. So hopefully we can still have fun. But, you know, we went out to eat and we did sit by her pool and stuff, but I couldn't really swim much because my foot would start hurting. It was just like I was still in a lot of pain. Um, but I did have a great time with her that week and she still had to work like she couldn't totally take off work. So I was just often just like in her apartment, like chilling while she was working. But I had these books I wanted to read. Oh, I think I read a book about miracles, too. I can't remember. I forgot to write that one down because I just remembered it right now. But I did read a book about miracles that was very encouraging to me. It was like a very short book and I really liked it. And then I brought this other book, A Body of Work by David Helberg. And I read that whole book in the week that I was there, which is pretty crazy because I don't usually read that quickly. And also I'm not usually into a book that to that degree to keep reading it that quickly. And also I'm like with my friend that I never get to see. So it's also weird that I was able to finish that the week I was visiting her, but she was working. So I got to like read it while she was working. And oh my gosh, that book inspired me so much because I had gone like pretty depressed. Like I'm never going to get healed. None of these doctors know what they're doing. I don't even think I was seeing my physical therapist anymore because I kind of felt like like I liked her, but it was expensive and I didn't feel like I was really getting better anymore. Like I do think it helped initially, but it, it seemed like I had like plateaued. And so I didn't want to keep wasting money on that. So I don't think I was really going to her anymore. And I just felt down about it. But reading this book, it was like this guy, David, he had – and I think his foot injury was just from like tripping or something. Okay, I might – I might be remembering this incorrectly. I'm not sure, but I don't think it was an injury from dance. I think he just got injured. I think. I don't remember. I remember there's at least one injury he talks about where I think he just like tripped in the dark, but I think that was the main injury, um, which is just so crazy to me. But I feel like that's what happens to dancers sometimes. They get injured in a totally random way. But anyway, he ended up having like two botched surgeries that made it like worse, which is like so crazy. And he also kept trying to get healed and seeing different physical therapists and stuff and like nothing was working and it was just getting worse and worse. And I don't remember all the details now, but he went through all this like emotional turmoil from it. Um, And he was so famous and had done so many things. And I think he was already in his 30s and he'd already danced with all the best like ballet companies and traveled everywhere. And lots of dancers will like retire at that point because – he was already in his 30s and he'd already done every single thing like possible to do in ballet. So some people were just encouraging him or he was thinking like, maybe I'll just quit or like be done with it now. But he had like one person in his life be like, "Mm, you should try one more thing. There's this like physical therapy team in Australia, I think it was. Um, And they encouraged him to go to Australia and work with this physical therapy team to try to, to try one last chance to try to fix it. And so he was encouraged by them to do that and he decided to do it and that's where all the like boring details about physical therapy come in. But I thought it was like not boring at all. I thought it was very fascinating and interesting. But they talk about a lot of details of what the physical therapy team did to work with him and it was interesting for them to work with him because he had had surgeries that were botched and everything. So like um, they weren't just working with like a fresh foot or whatever – But they had to just like – it was kind of an experiment for them for how to work with this type of like thing that had happened to him and how his his foot was now. And he was dealing with so much anger and stuff from this happening that it was like hard for him to work with the physical therapist because they were wanting him to do these really basic things. And he was just like angry about it. 
I don't remember all the details, but like at some point he like breaks down like emotionally. Like I think he's crying or something. He breaks down with them about everything he's been dealing with emotionally from all of it. And it was not till that point that he was actually, that they were actually able to really start working with him and he really started to finally improve. Um, So that was very fascinating too, to like see his emotional journey and how much that played a part of like in his healing. And so I was just fascinated by that. And also like when I was um, with Jess visiting her, I was feeling like extra sad about not being able to dance because we were kind of talking about it. And we also watched some clips from Dance Moms because I had gotten really into Dance Moms right before this. Like I don't like all the fighting on Dance Moms, but I just like love the little girls and I love their dances and they're such good dancers. And so I had just watched some clips from it and then we would watch these clips and I'd just be like, oh, I just want to dance so bad. It's like so hard that I can't dance right now. And so I finished this book and I was like, you know what? Maybe I need to look for a physical therapist again. I literally was like, can I go to Australia and work with this physical therapy team? (laughs) Like obviously like I did not have the money or ability to do that, but I did look them up online and I found like their YouTube page and I was watching some like testimonials from people that were injured that they worked with and it was really encouraging to me. And then I decided to look for a physical therapist again. And so I ended up finding another dance physical therapist and she also – so. She had like all these good reviews online, but um, when I called the office or when I emailed them, they basically said like they didn't have really room for any more clients, but she said I could come in for like a consultation and she'll give me like a consultation, but then I'll have to like go somewhere else or something. But I was like, okay, I was kind of disappointed, but I was like, whatever, I'll take what I can get. So I went in there, she and her assistant or something like worked with me and she was really smart. And they were writing down everything and having me do all these different little tests and like the office was really nice and they had all these different kinds of tools and I was like, wow, this place seems really great. Like it was kind of expensive, but I was like, oh, they really seem like they know what they're doing. So I was there for like an hour and a half or something with them doing all of this like evaluating of me. Um, And I was like, okay, well, maybe she'll give me some good advice today and I can just take that or whatever. And I remember the end of the session, she was like, okay, so you can go to the front desk and like make your next appointment for next week. And I was like, oh, like I don't know what happened, but I guess I'm coming here now. So that was kind of cool. So I did start going to that physical therapist. And when I was telling her all the issues and all the different things everybody was telling me, and like, I don't know if I'm supposed to dance or rest it or what I'm doing, da, da, da. um, She was, you know, doing different types of massage and we were working on different like exercises. But what she told me was, She's like, well, you should just go to a class, take a class, modify it if you need to. She's like, wear sneakers if you need to, whatever, but like take a class and then see how it goes. Just see how it is. And she's like, the next day, if you have pain, that's okay. So this is what I think I needed to hear. She was like, if you have pain the next day, that is okay. Like that doesn't mean you can't dance. Just like see what happens with the pain. Like, does it go away by the second day? Does it go away by the third day? Like, how long does it take? Is it really bad? Is it just kind of medium pain? Like, think about that. But if you only have it for like a day and then it kind of gets better um, or isn't as bad the next day, then that's fine. Just go back the next week. Just do one class a week. And you keep doing that or you can try a different class and then just see how that is the next day. And so that was like a really nice, like balanced way for me to finally look at it because I just kept having doctors be like, you're fine. You can just dance. Just go take everything, whatever. And then some doctors being like, don't do anything. Just rest all the time. So 
it was really nice for her to take it serious that I was experiencing pain and she wasn't like, just go, you know, be in pain all the time and do everything. She was like, let's take it one step at a time. Let's just see how each thing goes. And that was when I finally started feeling encouraged, like, because I would come back the next week and be like, oh my gosh, I took this class. It was so awesome. And like, I had to modify this and this, but like, this was okay. And like, this was better. And I actually like, it was only pain for like one day and I'm feeling a little bit better. It was like, finally, the first time that I felt like I was coming back weekly with like actual good updates. And it was also during that time. So I was taking Chelsea's basic jazz class wearing sneakers. And um, she had a sub at one point. So I think her name is Sina, if I'm pronouncing it right, Sina Bean. And that's one of her like one of Chelsea's advanced students. And she would sub for her sometimes. So she was subbing one week for her and it was at C-Spot. It was the basic jazz class and I happened to be the only one that showed up that week. So she gave me like a private lesson, which was so cool because back in the day at Edge, like if if there wasn't at least three students for a class, they would cancel it. So I wasn't used to like having teachers just all automatically like give you – I'm like looking at the time because I'm like, I got to go to class. Anyways, um, I wasn't used to teachers just like giving you a private because nobody else showed up. But she was like, well, I drove all the way out here and I want to teach. So I was like, okay, I feel bad that it's like just me. She's like, no, 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 it's fine. I remember telling her I had this injury, so I'm wearing sneakers because like Chelsea knew, but like Cena didn't know. So I was trying to like explain it to her. And she's like, okay, yeah, no problem. She's like, actually, I'm injured too. So like, I'm going to wear my sneakers too. (laughs) But that was funny. Like, um, she ended up telling me she used to have a foot injury and that it's kind of healed now, but like it's never been the same. And she still kind of always has like issues, which I mean, that part wasn't super encouraging to me, but she was still dancing all the time and everything. Um, But she was saying, like, you never know, like, when you are healed and you start dancing more again, she's like, maybe you're going to be stronger than you were before. Because she's like, when I came back to dance after my injury, like, I actually felt like there was some things I was doing better than I was doing before. Like, I don't know why, but like, I came back kind of different and I came back kind of better in some ways. So like, maybe that's going to happen to you. So she was just really encouraging to me um, when I, you know, so this was like just during a time that I was starting to feel like finally encouraged. And I remember she taught me this super long, it was a long dance for me. It wasn't like a super hard dance, but just the fact that I hadn't really been dancing because of my injury and um, it was kind of a long piece and there was nobody else there. So she was having me dance on my own and stuff, which was kind of hard, but I was getting it. I was remembering it. And she was like so proud of me and like encouraging me. And it was funny because there was a class that was going to happen after that class. And some of the students from the next class were like watching in the windows. And I remember like coming out of the class with Sina and we were both like, we were both like so full of joy. I don't know. We both just had like a really fun time dancing together. And when I was coming out of the class, there was a lot of other students like asking me like, what class was that? What class was that? And and then Sina was telling them, oh, it's basic jazz. I was just subbing. Um, and they're like, oh, wow, that's basic jazz, which is so funny because when I watch that video I'm like yeah it definitely looks like basic jazz but there were people there that was like wow that was basic jazz and I remember Cena going well yeah it's it's basic jazz but Tracy was the only one that showed up so she's more advanced so we did we made it like a little more advanced which I'm like it really wasn't like it really wasn't but when she said that and everybody was like wow I was just like I don't know I was just I was I was so encouraged after like such a long time of not being able to dance and now all of a sudden like I was able to sort of and people were like wow about like my dancing and so I felt like really encouraged after that and I probably worked with that physical therapist for like a couple months or something and then I don't know what happened I was just like I was totally healed 
I was totally healed. Like I wouldn't say that it's because of that physical therapist that I was totally healed. Definitely I think God used her in my life because like just this balanced way of going back to class like little by little and like not being afraid of pain and not being afraid that there's pain the next day but realizing like my muscles and my bones need to rebuild and there's going to be some pain in that. That's kind of what I learned from that book about that ballet dancer is like sometimes dancing and doing these dance exercises there's pain but that's what's building the bone and the muscle back because you like lost it when you rested it for so long and I didn't understand that pain was supposed to be involved in that and that pain was like okay to a degree so like and my first physical therapist was trying to tell me that in some sort of way too but I think I just didn't really fully understand it so um Yeah, I think I just really had to learn that. And so just going back to dance class was kind of what healed me. And then I think just like all the prayer I had from people and also just I really think God just directed me to different people in different books at different times and like somehow it just all came together. But for some reason, he did allow me to go through that list for like a whole year. Like I pretty much was injured for like a whole year. But then I was completely healed at the end of it and – um, I didn't have to modify anymore. I was wearing jazz shoes. Like I didn't really go back to wearing the half soles because those kind of like pull on your toes, like the strap goes around your heel and then the little part in the front like pulls on your toes. And like, I actually feel like that was, and it also presses on the top of your feet in the same place I was getting all the stress reactions. And I was wearing those all the time during the pandemic. So I was like, those were not comfortable for me anymore. I was like, these are weird. They like pull back on my toes. They press into the top of my feet. Like, I don't like it. So I did kind of switch to wearing jazz shoes all the time, even for contemporary, but that seemed to work great. I still am wearing that actually, even though other people wear wear bare feet, have bare feet, only use their bare feet. Um, but you know, I just believe in shoes for dance <laughs> and I <laughs> am an older dancer and I like don't have the calluses because I didn't grow up doing dance and this is where we're at but I love dancing in shoes I think it's fine um but yeah so I was completely healed really glad I never took that other job and I started to um so my only problem at this point was to just like find the dance classes because edge didn't exist anymore and now all these classes are back in person but I'm like well where am I gonna go what teachers am I gonna take you know and when I had been complaining to Eric about like there's not gonna be any dance class in LA or is it just gonna be all hip-hop I'm gonna have to move to New York if I want to do like contemporary or ballet or anything like really all the classes I ended up finding in LA by like driving to tons of different studios and trying different things, I really ended up with a schedule that was mostly contemporary and jazz and ballet and lyrical. I kind of didn't have any hip hop in my schedule. And I'm like, how did this happen? I don't even- Okay, I am back now. Had to take a little break. Sorry about that. I had to go take dance class. So I took Christian's contemporary dance class at C-Spot, which I love. That's what I usually do on Mondays. Um, But yeah, back now and looking a little bit messier and sweatier, but who cares? We're just being real here. So I am going to finish this episode now. What was I saying before? I told you guys that I had been totally healed and now the issue was well not like the issue but now the plan and adventure was to find all the dance classes I want to start taking now because pretty much everything was back in person I think BDC and New York were still doing some classes virtually but Eric had pretty much stopped all his virtual classes there was a lot 
less options at this point for virtual dance classes out of New York. And plus it's like, you know, if you have in-person classes available, like you should go to them. I mean, I thought the New York teachers were great, but I was also starting to feel more um, hopeful that I would find LA teachers I liked again. But it was weird not to have Edge to go back to, to just like have all my classes at Edge like I used to. I felt like I had to drive everywhere around the whole city to different studios and just like try this class, try that class, try this class, try that class till I like found the classes I wanted to mostly keep consistently in my schedule. So I had started taking um, – Chelsea taught a more intermediate jazz class, Chelsea Mishner, at a studio called Dance Line, which did end up closing down. But I was taking her class for a while, which was like challenging me, but it was really good. It was good to like have like a higher level to be challenged at. And then – I was taking um, – I tried Christian's class, which was also at Dance Line, and I tried Melissa Miles' class. Um, she teaches – she sometimes teaches lyrical and sometimes teaches jazz. Pretty challenging class for me, but I tried her class. I tried Zach Pinto's class, which was also really challenging for me. Um the first time I took some of the – his was jazz and – sometimes it was jazz and sometimes it was contemporary. And the first time I took some of these classes, like, I was really a mess. Like, I barely could keep up at all. But I don't know. I can kind of tell usually if it's going to be a good class for me, like if it's going to be a class that I'm eventually going to be able to get or if it's something, like, completely, like, I shouldn't take it for five more years. So I think these classes I felt like I should at least try to keep coming for a while and see if I can get better. So I was taking all of them at Dance Line. Fortunately, when Dance Line closed down, most of the teachers went to C-Spot. So I was able to like keep taking them, which was awesome. And then I was also trying like other studios. I finally tried Millennium, which before the pandemic, I tried to try Millennium one time. I mean, all the classes I could ever want and hope for were all at Edge. So I really wasn't, besides ballet, I really wasn't looking to take classes anywhere else. But everyone talked about Millennium a lot. And I was like, maybe I should just like try a class at Millennium. So this was before the pandemic. I was thinking that. And I remember they had like a beginner hip hop class on a Friday after work. Like maybe it was at six o'clock or something. And I was like, maybe I'll just try to make it to this hip-hop class and just try it out like I should try out Millennium like everybody talks about it they all talk about how they do too many videos at Millennium and blah 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 so mostly I heard people saying negative things about it (laughs) but also I know it's a really good studio and everything so um yeah so I remember like racing to get there after work I had never been there and basically the traffic was bad I was gonna be late And I was driving around like, where the heck do you park at this place? That was something that was nice about Edge was parking was so easy. Like they had this huge lot and they validated your parking so you never had to pay. And it was so nice. And they had like lights so it was lit up when you're walking back to your car. It was like very safe, very nice. I liked the area. So trying to go to Millennium, I was like, I have no idea where to park here and I'm going to be late. And I can't be late on my first class. And I hadn't signed up yet because back in the day, I didn't used to sign up ahead of time. I just signed up like when I got there. So I never went and I remember thinking like, why am I even trying to go to this? I have all the classes I need. I already take like 10 classes a week. I don't need to also go to Millennium. So I had never ended up trying Millennium because that was my little mishap with that experience. So now that Edge doesn't exist, I was like, okay, I need to like try Millennium finally. So I remember I took Kayla Jansen's um, beginner hip hop class and so – 
that was my first class at Millennium. It was just kind of exciting to like be there and check it out. And I actually really liked her class, really liked the way she taught. She's such a good teacher and she went through everything like really in detail. So it helped me to like really get the moves. And I picked up all the choreography and I felt like pretty accomplished. I was like, wow, like, I mean, I'm sure I could have danced it like better, but I felt like for my first class at Millennium, like, yes, it was beginner hip hop, but I felt like, wow, I did it. Like I accomplished my first class at Millennium. And I actually tried to get a video because again, they were like, you know, you can, you can film yourself at the end if you want, which was just becoming a thing everywhere. And I did put my camera at the front, but of course my first class at Millennium, the camera, something weird happened with my camera and it like wouldn't record. And I was like, oh my gosh, what is happening? And I, it wasn't like I thought I did so good. I absolutely have to have a video. It was just kind of like it was my first class at Millennium and I just really wanted a video like to document like my first class at Millennium because I figured there would be many more and it would be cool to like have the video from my very first time there. Um, but my video wouldn't, every time my group went, I tried to make my video record and it wouldn't work. And I was like, oh, I was like, I don't think I had time to like shut down my whole phone and like turn it back on. So to see if that would help, like, so it just wasn't working. And I remember there was a guy dancing sort of next to me and he was filming himself. So after class, I like worked up the courage to go up to this guy I didn't know and be like, hey, my phone wasn't working. Is there any way you can like airdrop me your video that you got? Cause I was like standing next to you. He's like, oh, sure, but, like, I don't have an iPhone. And I was like, oh, okay. And then somehow it turned into him wanting to, like, email me the video or something. So I gave him my email address. He typed it into his phone, and he said he would email it to me, and then he never did. So to that guy, if you're watching this, which you probably aren't, (laughs) could you, like, send me that video? Anyways, never got the video from that class, but I did take Kayla's class more times because I really liked it and um, I did get a lot of videos in the future, which was really fun. Um, And the only reason I'm not still taking her class is because I started trying ballet classes at Westside Ballet, Westside School of Ballet in Santa Monica. And I wasn't expecting to like any of them as much as I did. But I I had been there a couple times before the pandemic and I don't know what it was that made me want to go there like at this point. I don't know if there was just a particular class someone told me about that I wanted to try or like why I even really chose to go there. I just know it's like a good ballet school. So I tried uh, Chasen's class on Saturday morning and I – loved it so much I was like shocked I like never liked ballet as much as I liked his class (laughs) and I think it's just like the music he used and like the energy and I think he like kind of keeps the pace like faster I just used to get bored in ballet but like I really thought that class was super fun um and it was at the same time as Kayla's class and I really need to take ballet so at first I was going to do ballet one week hip-hop the other week but then I was just like, I don't know what it is, but I just love ballet. It's so funny because I keep trying to like hip hop more and I keep trying to like want to take more hip hop classes, but I keep finding myself in like jazz, contemporary, lyrical ballet. Even though I struggle with all those, my flexibility is not that great and I don't have lots of years of technique training, but those are the classes that I like the most. And I like hip hop a little, but I'm not like crying over it, not being in my schedule regularly. So um yeah between like 
there's so many studios. So, I mean, I was going to Athletic Garage, Playground LA, Millennium, Heart Dance Space, which is a studio that different teachers rent, C-Spot, Westside, Movement Lifestyle. Um, literally, there are so many classes, so many places that it's definitely not a problem, like, to try to find good classes with good teachers in LA. There are so many. There are so many that I wish I could be everywhere at once because there's often a class here and a class there that I love almost equally. And I'm like, oh, I got to pick, like, which one I'm going to go to. So that's been interesting. I, I also started challenging myself with, like, even harder classes. So all of these classes, like, none of my classes were really beginner anymore. Like, Ballet sort of, but ballet has become I've been I've started to go to more in a more intermediate class with ballet um as well. So really like none I don't think any of my classes now are beginner. Oh, and I was going to Roots, which is another dance studio in Koreatown. I was going to that for a while and taking a floor work class, which was beginner. But right now I'm pretty sure like almost all of my classes are like intermediate level. So they're all ve- very challenging. It's definitely a different experience. I definitely don't have people being like, wow, you're so good. Like, like they were starting to do in the beginner classes for a little bit at the end of me training for a couple of years. Um, now it's just like, I'm trying to keep up with everybody trying to remember the choreography. It's just like a lot of choreography and they teach fast and like, um, I'm getting better at picking up choreography. So now I need to get better at like actually applying the technique and actually applying the emotion. And so it's just all a journey, but I love it. You know, I just enjoy the journey. I always say that like I don't necessarily think that God gave me all this natural dance talent. I feel like a lot of it I have to work really hard for and I know everybody does but some people I just think they have like a more natural like groove with dance than I do sometimes and um, but I do think the thing that God gave me was like a super strong love for dance. Like my love for dance is so crazy high And I think that's the gift I was given. And so because of that, I'm so driven to like keep taking class and keep working hard and keep trying to get better. And I think lots of people were given that gift of like a strong love for dance. And that's why we all become friends easily in dance class because we just all love dance so much. And people outside of that world like don't understand it to the degree that we understand it, you know. But I'm just really grateful that God did give me that gift because I just – I love it. I enjoy it and – um yeah so I so all of my classes are kind of hard for me but I did even start pushing myself with even harder classes so I was going to talk about a couple of those classes um because Nico O'Connor that was the first class I tried at Movement Lifestyle so I had never been to Movement Lifestyle till maybe a few months ago and um Nico used to teach at Edge and I sort of like would see him around there when I was going to my beginner classes Um, I didn't know much about him or his class, but I saw like a video that was posted by Edge of his class once and I was like, oh my gosh, I just thought his choreography looked so fun um, and hard, but like really fun. And I was like, I would love to like take that class one day. But of course, like I was definitely at a beginner level, like not ready for that. But then in the pandemic, he was teaching virtually from Edge for a little while. And again, I felt, you know, 
much more courageous taking classes on Zoom, which I really shouldn't have because they were often small classes and people they could definitely really see you very well. <laughs> but I always felt like, oh, they can barely see me. It's fine. So I remember I actually did take Nico's class once virtually during the pandemic and I was a disaster. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just harder to learn virtually anyways, but I remember I think I picked up like the first two or three eight counts and after that, he just kept adding more and more and more choreography. And I was like, I I am so lost. I was so lost. I felt a little sad just because like I liked his choreography so much and I was kind of bummed that like I couldn't get it. But um, yeah, I just thought I was just like, that was definitely a moment where I was like, okay, it's not my time yet to be taking this guy's class. Uh, so after coming back to classes, after the pandemic, after my injury, and now it's been like, a good amount of time, like a year or so, I was like seeing Nico's class at Millennium, but he also taught a movement lifestyle. And I was like, I just want to, I got to try it soon. I was like working up the courage to try his class. And I wanted to get at Millennium, but I saw that he was teaching at Movement Lifestyle. And I was like, I'm going to try that first because for some reason, Millennium seemed scarier to me. Like their classes seem harder to me. Like Movement Lifestyle, I didn't even know what Movement Lifestyle was. I was like, what even is that studio? I, was, I thought it was like brand new, which is actually not the case. They like have a new building, but I actually think it's been around for a long time. But I didn't know that. I hadn't really heard of it before. So I was like, this is just like a random studio. It's going to have like random people. It'll probably be much easier. It'll probably be like a smaller class. Like it probably won't be feel super intimidating. So I went to his class at Movement Lifestyle first and I loved it. Like I didn't get the choreo perfect, but I got it enough where I felt like, okay, I can keep up in this class. Like I can now start coming to this class and like get better at it. Um, like I'm in a position where I'm going to keep coming and getting better versus like it's so over my head. I shouldn't even be here. So that was a really fun experience. And also I was totally wrong about movement lifestyle. Like actually – Sometimes I think there's like even more professional dancers that come to Movement Lifestyle than to Millennium. And it's actually the opposite that has happened to me now where I feel more intimidated at Movement Lifestyle than at Millennium. Um, so I had that wrong in my head. But yeah, so I would take him there and then I also took him at Millennium. Um, so I've been getting a lot of Nico Connors class for the past few months or so. And it's been really fun to like grow with him. And then another class I've been pushing myself with the past, in the past like maybe six months um, is someone named Malaya. I think I've talked about her before on my podcast. But uh, she teaches a lyrical class at Heart Dance Space. And um, she actually teaches three times a week. But I can only go to two of the times because of my schedule. But this girl Jess in one of my other classes – she just really encouraged me to take Malaya's class and I was like – and Jess is like a really good dancer and I'm like, eh, that class is like too hard for me because I've seen videos and it's a very long choreography. It's lyrical, so it's a lot of technique and a lot of direction changes and my friend Sarah had told me she teaches the choreography like super fast like, and you have to pick it up really fast. So I was like, mm, not for me. I'd also heard her warm-up was like really hard too. But Jess was like, no, you should come. You should come. And so she got me to come and I just like fell in love with that class. Like I it, I definitely really struggled to pick up the choreography, especially on the first day that she teaches it. But um, the warm-up is really hard, but it's so good for me and it increases my flexibility and it increases my strength. And it's like a lot of like balancing and like center work 
which I mean, I've always loved that kind of challenge with warmups anyways. Like I used to have that in Eric's class. Like Moya's is a little bit different than the way Eric used to do it, but still similar, like very hard warm up. But like, I love the songs she uses. I love the atmosphere there. I, I just love it. I love that class. So I've been growing in that class as well. So those are probably two of my like I was going to say two of my hardest classes, but actually I really feel like all my classes are hard. I'm going to be honest, but anyway, so that's kind of like what I'm doing now, all these classes that are challenging me all the time. Um, I'm just like building relationships with people, building relationships with teachers, trying to get better, trying to practice on my own. I do practice differently now. Like I do know that I need to take days off. I don't practice pirouettes for four hours until I get a triple. I just like I pra- I'm like, okay, I'm just going to practice for like 15 minutes and it doesn't matter like what I get or don't get. It's just like I'm just going to practice for this amount of time and then be done because I need to breathe. I need to give my body a chance to like rebuild the bone and muscle every week from all of the breaking down that happens when you're practicing so much and you actually become a better dancer when you take times to rest. And so that's what I kind of learned, which someone looking at my life might think that I don't ever rest from dance, but I actually do. I do take days off and I do um, spend less time practicing at home. I try to still practice at home, but I don't do it quite as much as I used to in the past. Um, but something else I just wanted to end with to conclude about where I'm at in my life with my dance journey is my nine to five job that I had for almost eight years. I actually ended up quitting it last October. So October of 2023. I didn't quit it for dance, at least I didn't think that's what I was doing. Um, cause I really, I don't make money for dance. Like I am just taking dance classes. I haven't, I don't even have much experience with performing in dance. I just take a lot of dance classes. So we're still in the middle of the dance journey of like, what is even going to happen with the fact that I take all these dance classes? Um, this podcast, that is one of the things that's happening, I guess. But, um, yeah, so a bunch of things were happening with my job and it just got to a point where I was just like, I am not supposed to be here anymore. <laughs> um, and that's a story for another day. It's actually a story for another podcast or a different thing. I'm not going to necessarily share that story here. But um, I did quit it. I did quit it without a job, without a new job, because I just wanted to take time to like reflect and figure out what I wanted to do with my life and like pray about it and like I just had peace about taking some time off to like rest because I'd also been stressed for like a lot of years in that job. Um, It was a huge, it was a really good job for a while and it was a huge blessing to me for sure. And I learned a lot and I grew a lot and it was a great team and I liked a lot of the people there and I liked the company to a degree, but just a lot of changes were happening in the last few years there. And I just, um, it was causing a lot of stress for me. Like my particular job was, I felt very stressed a lot and I just needed to get some space away from that. So yeah, I quit my job, took some time off to reflect and think, and I was dancing a lot in the midst of all that. Um, And then I did start applying for other jobs. I thought I would just get another nine to five job or maybe I would get a more flexible job and I could do different types of dance classes like during the day sometimes or something. Or I don't know, I was just like praying about it and I was applying for things. And then I thought, or maybe I'll get a bunch of smaller jobs, like little dance job like maybe like teach dance to little kids and then do other side jobs around that or like I didn't know I didn't know what God had for me so I was just applying kind of to everything nothing was necessarily feeling like oh yes like this is it it's so funny because like I took this time to like 
update my resume. I got a professional review of my resume to make it even better. I was applying like everywhere, writing all these cover letters and like no doors were opening, which is so funny because like I told you about that other job I applied for where I did, I worked hard on the letter and the resume and everything. And I like got a call like the next morning. So I can get jobs, I think, but like I just, nothing was opening and I was starting to get stressed. Like I had money saved, but it wasn't something I wanted to use. It was money that I had saved to buy a car eventually, which I really don't need a a car for like five or 10 years because my car is like not that old, but I wasn't making tons of money. So I was saving like little by little so that eventually when it's time to get a new car, I will be able to do that. Um... But as I was like up all night stressing and applying for jobs, I I finally went to sleep. And then I remember the next morning I was like, I just need to journal and like pray and spend time with God and like ask him what he wants me to do with my life because I am just – I just don't think he wants me to be this stressed. And like I just think there's got to be like something else. And so I prayed about it. I journaled. And basically this is going to sound crazy, but I felt like God – told me to use my savings to be able to keep dancing and to start a podcast about dance and to write a book, which would be about my pursuit of dance, my pursuit of acting, which I used to do, and how that basically grew like my faith in God through like having faith to pursue those things and like kind of how God worked and how my relationship with God grew in the midst of that. That's what I want my book to kind of be about, I think. So, and it wasn't like I felt like he just told me that overnight. There were other moments of things happening where I felt like God was speaking to me like through someone else or through like this seminar that I went to on finances or like there were little times when I felt like God was telling me to start a podcast, but I was kind of like, oh yeah, I'll think about that or yeah, I'll do that after I get a job. I'll do that on the side or whatever. But in this like two hours of time that I spent journaling, I felt like it was very clear that like that was that's what I was supposed to do with like all of my time right now was like keep going to dance class, make the podcast, write the book and do that for like this amount of time that your money will last for, which right now is looking like about five months. And then honestly, I don't know – what I'm going to do after that. <laughs> I do not have a plan, but I am just trusting God. And, you know, maybe I will get a regular job after that, or maybe money will somehow come from these things, but that's like a short amount of time, you know? Um, or maybe I'll do like different types of side jobs altogether. I, I don't know. So basically we're on a faith journey along with this dance journey, along with this podcast journey. Um, And we're going to see what God does and what happens. So thanks for coming along with me. And now we are totally caught up on my life. So now I can start interviewing you and other dancers. And I'm very excited to not only be the only person on my podcast now, I'm really excited to start having other people and bringing some different personalities on and hearing from people and being inspired by other people's stories. So thanks for listening and I'll talk to you again soon.